Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast, and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. Hello and welcome to our Monday Night Truth and Liberty live cast. I'm Andrew Womack and I've got uh, my assistant, I guess assistant, or what is your title? The direct, <laughs> Chief Gopher. The executive director of Truth and Liberty is Richard Harris and our guest tonight is John Guandola. And he's been with us before, he's ministering in the school and I tell you, he's got some things to share that are, we've already just been sharing for 10 or 15 minutes and I've gotten stirred up just in a few times. So anyway, it's going to be great. But before we give him an official introduction, let's go to Richard and, and tell them how they can participate. Absolutely. we got some giveaways. Thank All you. right. Well, uh, thank you everybody for watching. It's going to be a great show tonight. Be sure to tell your family and friends to tune in. Uh, we've got some new resources on our website I wanted to mention right off the bat. Hopefully you're watching tonight on our website on truthandliberty.net. If you're on YouTube, be sure to jump over and watch directly on truthandliberty.net because uh, YouTube has become uh, increasingly unfriendly to us, you might say, and, and dropping some of our shows and things like that. And so you, that's not going to happen if you're watching right on our website. But it's on our resources page, there's some new links there. You need to check them out, including uh, some articles on your ESG score and your money. You need to get educated on this subject. Millennials in America, new insights into the generation and their growing influence. And then also uh, there's a new trailer out for a documentary that Dinesh D'Souza is doing about election integrity and what really happened in 2020. It is a groundbreaking thing. You're going to want to check that out. Coming up here at Andrew Womack Ministries are some uh, awesome events, including Karis Men's Advance, which is March 10th through the 12th. Andrew will be ministering along with Tony Dungy and James J.B. Brown. Love the Men's Advance. It's going to be awesome. Guys, you need to get that on your calendar and make it out. Uh, you'll get recharged and refired. It'll be a great event. Karis Campus Days, April 6th through the 8th. That is my very favorite event here at the ministry because that's where God changed the direction of our life and uh, I believe he'll do that for you too. You can check that out on awmi.net slash events and on April the 8th I think isn't it Andrew David King of Jerusalem. 8th through the 10th. 8th through the 10th. That's that weekend after campus days. Uh, this is an awesome drama guys. It's about King David and his heart for the Lord. It will bring you to tears. It will remind you why you love Jesus. I promise you that. So check that out. Uh, on awmi.net uh, as well. It's going to be a great show. Uh, every week here on Truth and Liberty, we give away a free product to our new subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber, I really encourage you to go on our website, upper right-hand corner, click subscribe, share your email with us today, and you'll begin receiving our blogs and our newsletters, and uh, it'll help you to be equipped to stand for truth again in the public square. Last week, we gave away Andrew's book, um, uh, well, my notes are, are flipped here. What did we give away last week? We gave away... Uh 
It doesn't say what we gave away. Well, Chandra Levy, whatever it was, congratulations. You won that book, whatever it was. Uh, this week we're giving away Spirit, Soul, and Body. And this is Andrew's foundational teaching. Uh, honestly, after you get the revelation on this subject, uh, to me, I wondered, how do you even understand the New Testament without this revelation? It will change your life, I promise you that. And it's signed by Andrew, so subscribe today and be eligible to receive that. And then, uh, like Andrew said, this is an interactive broadcast, so you can post your questions and comments. Uh, if you're watching on the website, it's in the chat function. On Facebook, it's in the comment section. And uh, we are doing... a. We, God is doing amazing things here at Truth and Liberty. If you want to be a part of that, supporting that work, you can become a member today on our website. Just go to the donate page, sign up to make a recurring contribution of $5 or more per month, and you'll become a Truth and Liberty Coalition member. And we'll send you this gift in the mail, Alex McFarland's book, The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late. Uh, and, our t and remember, donations to Truth and Liberty Coalition are not tax deductible, uh, but donations to our new 501c3 three uh, R, which is Truth and Liberty Foundation. So uh, send us an email. We'll tell you how to connect with that. And last thing today is if you need prayer, you can call into Andrew's prayer line at 719-635-1111. Uh, and uh, we have trained prayer ministers standing by to agree with you in prayer. Okay, so our guest tonight is John Guandola. Is that how I say that right? You did, sir. And I met him many years ago at Pastor Mark Cowart's Breaking the Silence conference. And uh, he's got a resume here that's really long. He graduated from the Naval Academy, uh, an officer in the U.S. Marines. I did read that you jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. I, that First of makes all, you question your wisdom. There's nothing, there's no such thing as a perfectly good airplane. That's my defense. <laughs> and I jumped out of a lot of them. <laughs> but he's worked with the FBI. You were a liaison from uh, the FBI to the Capitol Police. There's probably some things we could talk about there. I bet you have a perspective on what happened on January the 6th last year. And uh, he's a specialist in, um, I don't know, Muslim Brotherhood or Muslim things. And and he's, uh, we've talked in the past, and there is a lot of nefarious things going on in this nation that most of us don't know anything about. And John has been exposed to all of that. And he speaks regularly and exposes a lot of these things. So he's going to bring a lot of insight tonight to things that I think many of us haven't seen or thought about. So I don't know where to jump in. Right before the thing started, we were talking about that we're making some gains in school boards. We're, do, we're seeing some of these things, but you are comparing that to like the tip of the iceberg, all of this other stuff. Why don't you give us a perspective on what's really happening in this nation? Yeah, so I appreciate that, the, the ability to um, kind of set the table, if you will. Uh, I think first, uh, your, your folks, your viewers need to understand this war is much more a political warfare model. And as a warfighter, as a guy that was in the military, worked after the Bureau with the Department of Defense doing strategy, you have uh, the communist movement globally, but we're, um, we're gonna talk about the United States. In the United States, uh, the Islamic movement in the United States, their collaborators and their financiers all working together at the international, national, and local level in communities across America. So let me interrupt, as you're just getting started, you're calling it a war, and I believe that everybody would agree that Satan is behind this thing and we're in a spiritual warfare, but you're saying that it's not only, I mean, of course it's Satan, but it's physically 
we're at war, that people are infiltrating this, and it is a war. Right, our adversaries say it's a war. Our adversaries, you know, what, what people are experiencing right now, looking around saying, what's, what's happened to America? This is the natural and intentional outcome of a 100-year communist movement and a 60-year Islamic movement mm -hmm. with uh, a whole lot of other players, but specifically that are collaborating with them and people financing them, working together to bring down the United States. And it's not speculation. When we brief, uh, it, it is like we are laying out a statement of facts, evidence on the table about what they're doing, and we see them at the local level in places like San Diego, Los Angeles, Kansas City, Dallas, Colorado Springs, Miami, you know, Greenville, South Carolina, where communists and jihadis with their financiers and collaborators are literally working seamlessly. And so when you understand that this is primarily, most of what they're doing is nonviolent, they use violence to advance what they're doing, and they have provided a lens through which we all see what's going on in a way they want us to see it. So to your point, when we do something like get a um, superintendent of a school board fired or force them to resign, and we run around and high five, and that is a good thing, but the adversaries looking at it and they're like a 500-ton ship plowing forward towards our destruction. And it's like, well, look, I, you know, I threw a guy life raft or I got one bad guy on a ship of 5,000 people and threw him overboard. That's great. And that ship's just still moving. So they will let us have these victories. They will let us um, think we're winning or gaining ground. We're not gaining ground. And that's why this is, first and foremost, a, a war of narratives and information. And they control the entire information battle space, from the media to the, the you know, Hollywood, to all the places, to the, in most cases, the gamers, and all kinds of places that we don't think about where citizens are getting their information from. So let me ask you this, you've worked with the FBI and you were referencing something about that you've seen these things. So that's the way the FBI was. Apparently they saw this as a war. Would you characterize the FBI as that now? It seems to no. me like it's been weaponized against America. Absolutely. And I mentioned... Not the same as when you were there? Not at all. And I think, uh, I mean, there were some issues when, when I was in, but in the last um, 14 years, it has... Um, I mean, making James Comey the FBI director, for instance, I think that in itself is prima facie evidence that the entire DOJ, the executive branch, the system that allows that to happen is utterly corrupt because, you know, Comey admitted in 2003 he was a communist. I He's, hadn't heard that. <laughs> he, he admitted in the New York, you can look it up, October 2003, New York Magazine, he said, I was a communist. I'm not sure how to classify myself politically now. Now, in a sane and functional world mm -hmm. where America has a, a functional counterintelligence apparatus, he is that day walked out of the DOJ, never ascends in the Department of Justice, and certainly has never handed the keys to the FBI to be its director, ever. Mm. But that's not what happened. 
that is a massive indicator to the general public of how broken and corrupt the Department of Justice and the FBI are. And I was just reading a thing this last week about how that Obama weaponized yeah. the DOJ, and so the DOJ has been totally taken over. So Absolutely. While we're looking at this portion of the iceberg down the deep state is just got tentacles every place. Right, that cabal of the Islamic movement, the communist movement, they're collaborators and financiers. They're, they're that massive piece under that, that iceberg. And the thing is, they've got us focused on the little iceberg. They, you know, we, we look at the things that matter, which do matter. You know, they're trying to kill babies. So we, we push pro-life, we try to hold, hold back and even take back ground. You know, the, the freedom of expression, religious liberty, the right to keep and bear arms, you know, having secure borders, having voting, a voting system that's actually functional, um, you know, getting pornography and communism out of elementary schools. These are all real issues. But while we are exerting lots of time and energy and money and legislative agendas focusing on the issues, you're not touching the root cause. That cause that I just articulated, they're the ones doing all this. So until you blast that out of the water, you can take care of all those issues. They'll just give you a hundred more to spend your time. Well, doing. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but how do you deal with these other things? I mean, I can see how we deal with the, the uh, abortion issue, the school issues and stuff like that. How do you deal with these other issues? So both from a practical standpoint and from a military standpoint, you have to deal with this at the absolute local level. And that is at the county level. So, uh, you know, we were talking about before the show, when I get these questions from people, you know, what about the UN? What about the World Economic Forum? What about Klaus Schwab and all these, and many other things? Are these real threats? Yes, they are. Those are real threats to liberty. But what are you as an individual living in Little Rock, Arkansas, gonna do about the UN? Nothing. What are you gonna do about the World Economic Forum? Nothing. However, what you can do and this is what understanding the threat does, is we train communities to identify the individuals and organizations that are part of this cabal, and where those tentacles of these international things touch your community, we help you identify them and show you how to flush them out of your community. Right. That is where you, and the word we use is fortify your community while reestablishing a Republican form of government at the local level. You fortify counties, across this country, you flush these people and organizations out, and you do it lawfully, but you can do it very aggressively. There are many ways to get them out. And sometimes you can get law enforcement involved uh, once you get them trained and educated. That's what we do, that nobody okay, else So you started an organization entitled Understanding the Threat, and you said that this helps you to identify these things and tells you how to do it? Yes. That's how, how do they get hold of you? Understandingthethreat.com is a website. The, the three-day program is called Into Action. So if you, you contact us at the website on our contact page and say, I wanna bring this into my community, what do I need? You need to let us know. We need about two dozen or more people. That's about a good number to begin with. We can do more, but that's kind of right around that number, two dozen to maybe 30 people. 
and get them trained and show you here's how you map this out, here's how you do it. And you can actually, with we have found in communities across the country we're working with, you take three or four simple, this is, it's simple. Now it can be as detailed as you want it to be and as intricate as you want it to be, but there's a lot of low hanging fruit at the county level that you can bat out of the county. And, or in some cases, we've actually been able to hand affidavits or statements of fact that law enforcement can turn into an affidavit to actually take legal action in some cases. So have you got any mm. examples of where you've put this to practice? And I sure, I, I could spend all night talking about examples, <laughs> but let me, uh, let me work backwards. I just got a call this, um, let's see today's, so at the end of last week, got a call from a gentleman uh, we trained and uh, we work with, and he's a, his role, he actually talks to leaders. And so he was talking to a congressman from his state. And first he sent him an article I did about the jihadi attack, the terrorist attack in a synagogue in Texas three weeks ago, four weeks ago. But what that attack unveiled was the massive jihadi network in the United States. So he sent to the congressman, and this congressman sits on the Homeland Security Committee. And he, my friend called him, said, or the guy we trained, I should say, but he's become a, a working colleague. And the congressman said, I didn't know any of this. And I'm getting secret briefs from DHS and FBI. And how is that possible? Okay, that is a victory because now that congressman has said, I want briefings. I want you guys, bring, can you bring these guys in? And now he's talking to other members of Congress saying, we have no, what are you talking about? There's no understanding up there. That's a, that's a pretty big victory. But I'm gonna give you some local county victories. We had a, a hardcore communist female running for city council out in Spokane, Washington. We had been working with several teams out there in several counties. And they had worked up information and they felt like this, she's a, a real communist. Well, working with us, we were able to develop some much more serious information on her, which we provided to them. And we offered some examples of things they could do. And they, you know, but it's their team. When we train, it's not our team, it's them. It's their community, they know it better. We're just training them, giving them resources. Mm -hmm. So they looked at different options and what they decided to do was they wrote a tremendous article exposing her for being a real communist. Now she was in a race against a rhino, and but most people in the community thought she's a pretty reasonable middle of the road person. And they organized it in a pretty effective way. They dropped the article. They immediately had many people who pushed it out and she lost the election and she was favored in the election. Mm. One example, yeah. Praise God. many other examples, working with people at the Texas State School Board and getting a whole nother group of jihadi schools shut down from ever being allowed in Texas. Um, and we can give you examples like that across well, John, the country. John, let me ask you this. You can, you can uh, give these details better than I can, but some people are listening and saying, so what gives you the uh, right or the authority to say this? Could you tell them some of the work that you've done? I've, I've read it in your bio but how do you know this about the jihadis? Where did, where did you get all of this experience? So while I was in the, uh, the FBI, I, um, 
after 9-11 was moved over to a, a, a new unit established at the Washington field office. And by working cases, especially a few cases um, that required me to do investigation, I realized these organizations operating in the United States were tied to Al-Qaeda Hamas cases. They were tied to funding of terrorism. And they're all the most prominent Islamic organizations in the United States. You can't name uh, a major Islamic organization that is not part of the Muslim Brotherhood network or working in connection with them. And so that seemed very odd to me. So I started running half day and day long training for agents across the country that were not aware of this, but I had come to learn through months of these investigations. And I had to do that because I was calling them and saying, hey, why do you do this or why aren't you still, in, you shut down this investigation? And usually the answer was because the boss is having lunch with this guy every month mm. or every week. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was, I created and ran the first training in the U.S. government on the global Islamic movement, the Islamic movement in the United States and how to deal with it from a law enforcement or counterintelligence, counterterrorism perspective. Um, and I had started working and included in this training a guy named Stephen Coughlin, who was working for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs doing these things. And so we started working together and we had been teaching guys in the DOD about all this who were in pretty powerful positions. So we were now working with them, helping them. And um, when I felt like I was kind of, the FBI had really stopped me from doing a lot of this work. The DOD said, we, we want you over How here. How did they stop you? Because um, the, they were having lunch with the guy. <laughs> a lot of it was that. A lot of it I found out later was because I created this training program, which I went to FBI headquarters before I ever did it and said, I have this entire program that's a month long that we could run to actually give people a professional understanding of what's going on. And they said, oh yeah, we're gonna do it. We promise we'll bring you up here. You're gonna run training, nothing. It was just smoke and mirrors. So I knew we needed it. Agents, analysts needed it. Uh, police officers needed it. People on the JTTF across America needed it. So I built it and I got people who were gonna support it to support it. Um, we got a venue. We brought instructors, including two instructors I brought in that decided to come in on their own dime from Europe that had a lot of interesting experience. And we ran this amazing program for two weeks. And uh, we actually got FBI headquarters to fund it. But my point is, when I kind of went dead in the water, DOD said, we'll, we'll bring you over right now. Because they knew what I was doing. So a couple last pieces to answer your question for your audience if they have a question about my level of understanding of this. When they brought me over to DOD, they had me and Steve Coughlin start briefing senior leaders, um, chairman of Homeland Security, chairman of Intelligence Committee, numerous senators and dozens and dozens of members of Congress, uh, three and four star generals and admirals, former FBI, CIA, Defense Intelligence Agency directors former attorney generals, national security advisors, everybody. And the sad thing was now, I was, I got out of the Marine Corps as a captain and for my entire FBI career, minus a few months as a supervisor at FBI headquarters, uh, I was a field agent. 
And I walked out of the first three or four meetings, my head was spinning because nobody had any clue about what we were talking All about. of these people in charge. Didn't no clue, not even a clue. That makes you wonder about our intelligence community. It's not very intelligent. Uh, it's not effective. <laughs> so oxymoron. when, uh, after four years of doing that in the DOD, uh, Mr. Obama defunded the work we were doing. So I, uh, Steve and I set up our own individual companies. Uh, he has unconstrained analytics, um, and I have understanding the threat. He works at it from a strategic picture of what the, the enemy is doing and why and how. And our, what we do is we train, I mean, we still, I still talk to members of Congress, I still brief governors, things like that. But that's not effective use of our time. Our best time is training citizens at the local level and watching them take their county back. It's mm -hmm. Okay, so it's if awesome. somebody contacts understandingthethreat.com, <clears throat> there aren't materials right there that they get. You, they contact you and then you send in a team to actually train them? Yes. That's the way it works? That's the way it works. Now, we do have a lot of free resources on the website. And, of course, we have books and DVDs for purchase and other things. But... Um, it is a, it is a serious training program, and they're gonna they're gonna get from A to Z, who the bad guys are, how they operate, how they do what they do at the national level, at the local level. So they'll kind of get a good picture, and then right down into their community. Well, I know you can't give us a lot of detail in just a short time that we have, but you've mentioned that, like for instance, we've got a sheriff in our area who is just really a godly man and. He's helped us a lot and stuff, and so we're going to try and get you guys together tomorrow. So if you had somebody like this, if you had some people in a county that wanted to do something, what are some of the things that you could tell them to do? You mentioned the sheriff. You mentioned doing things with the bank. What are yeah. some of the samples of what you could do? So first of all, we have a, a separate training program specifically for law enforcement. And what we can do, I'll give you examples of what have been done. Uh, and I'll give you a real-world example. Uh, we worked for a while to get into Maricopa County, Arizona. And in 2014, the county attorney brought us in there. And of course, the media went bananas that they were bringing us in. Um, the two months prior to bringing us in, uh, 75 communist and jihadi organizations wrote a letter to the president of the United States CT advisor, Lisa Monaco, saying you need to shut John Guandolo and understanding the threat now down. That is a great recommendation. Yeah. That, that should tell you right now how effective. That's just like us getting censored on uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yes. Anybody, that's right. Anybody it means you're want. doing something. That's right. that's right. And after that, the local community in Arizona, in the state, and also at the um, county level there in Maricopa, the local jihadis and communists, you know, the uh, ACLU and all these, the usual suspects uh, wrote a letter to the county attorney uh, pleading with him to shut this down. And when asked on TV, he said, well, I've reviewed everything they teach and everything they teach is evidentiary, it's factual. And I can tell you, even before they got here, we've looked at opening cases based on their information. That's awesome. Wow. So we are bringing them in. And he had us come back numerous times because he had, there are actually so many examples just in Arizona. He had a, uh, an investigator, detective, go to a county attorney 
The detective had come through our training. This particular county attorney had not. So the county attorney knew that what he had was actually very meaty. He presented it, and the county attorney's like, there's nothing there. He's like, no, I understand this is what it is. You don't get that. Well, word of that got to the county attorney that his, one of his assistants almost tossed a case out. They gave it to an attorney that had been through the training, worked out, opened the case. The county attorney said, everyone in my office is going through the training. So we're bringing them back, and all y'all that haven't been trained, you will be sitting there. And you're going to put three days on hold while you sit in that room and get trained. And he oh, did it. So wait, there's a, here's the punchline, if you will. While all this was going on, we and a couple of our allies were working with state legislators, and they created state legislation for state terrorism charges in Arizona. Fast forward a couple years. Guy shows up at a sheriff's office, says, I need to talk to sheriff's deputy. I support ISIS, and he's a jihadi. But he says, I'm standing in your parking lot, and I just like to talk. Two deputies go down there, and they're like, what do you want to talk about? He starts throwing rocks at them. And they're like, what are you doing? Then he pulls out a knife, and they draw their weapon, and he says, you know, Allah Akbar starts charging him, and he gets shot, dropped. He lives, um, so that's that. Um, but they want to charge him at that level with assaulting a police officer. Well, the county attorney gets a hold of it, and he says, no such thing. He's a jihadi. And they're like, no, he's not a terrorist. He is a jihadi. And everyone in my office knows what he is. So we're going to charge him with the state terrorism charges that we helped legislators write along with our colleagues. Mm -hmm. And they knew to do it because of the training we gave them. And that's how he got charged. I bet there's a lot of that that's not being a right. That's a right. That's exactly right. That's what we can do in your local community. Now, I can give you a lot of stories about citizens doing all kinds of great stuff, because, but that kind of encompasses what we are able to do in a local community when police and citizens are trained. Now, when you have a county where the police and the citizens both are trained, there's no, and we don't have one of those yet. We've trained one or the other across the United States. When we get that, like imagine it down in the Springs, you train the, the Sheriff's Department and get some citizens trained. And I think this area, you've got a lot of patriots in this area, it can happen. But it's anywhere across the United States. It's exciting what happens. Yeah. Well, John, you mentioned um Training for, there is training, you do training for law enforcement as well as civilians. If there's people watching the show who they are in law enforcement or they know someone in law enforcement, how can they get them connected to your law enforcement training? So, same thing, go to understandingthethreat.com, go to the contact page, say, I am an active sheriff's deputy, whatever, uh, we would like the training, and, and we will immediately contact you and, and lay it out. Here's the logistics. That is also a three-day program. And um, some of the material is the same, obviously, for laying out. But obviously, law enforcement, we actually go into investigative strategies, how you tactically handle certain things different, um, uh, how to handle all kinds of situations from domestic abuse in this, like in the Islamic community, how it's very different, things like that. Mm. 
You know, the very first time I ever met you was at that break in the silence, and you gave, of course, an hour presentation, and you were talking about how in how deep all of this jihadist stuff go, and you were talking about Colorado Springs in this area being a real problem. And man, I thought, no way. And did you know it was the next week, I think, or maybe two weeks, and they actually broke up a training group out in Buena Vista, and they were actually, they had weapons, they were training people on how to go out and kill people, and it was just two weeks after you said that. And it's right here in our backyard. So yep. I bet you that that's true all over this nation. It's it is. a lot worse than what people realize. Yeah, from uh, Wichita, Kansas, to Columbus, Ohio, to Dallas, Texas, to Colorado Springs, it's, it's everywhere. So that's scary in one sense, that um, it's a lot worse than what many of us realize, but is there good news about I, this? I think the good, I mean, I believe, understand the threat brings good news. For people that actually have uh, the heart and the courage, and, and quite frankly, just the wherewithal to say, I'm, I'm game. I'm just, I've kind of had enough. I realize I don't quite understand what's going on, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And for everyone out there that's ever said, okay, I've gone to conferences, I've listened, I've got all this information, but nobody's telling me what to do. We are telling you, here's what you can do. And I will also say this, for people that say, well, that's great, but what I focus on is, for instance, I am all about pro-life, and I'm engaged here, or I'm all about, I work with these groups that uh, defend the right to keep and bear arms. That's awesome. But whatever you do, going through the training will make you a thousand percent better, because as you're doing what you're doing, you're going to now see people that are adversarial to you in a different way, because you're going to understand it's not just a couple people. This is an organized effort. Always. It is never willy-nilly. There is an organized effort, the people behind Planned Parenthood, the people who arrange, you know, these, when I go to speak, 50 people just don't randomly show up and protest you with pre-printed signs. Somebody paid for that, somebody trained them. And what's funny is if they show up at 12.15, at 1.15, they all disappear. Isn't that interesting? Or whatever the amount of time they were paid for to be there. Mm -hmm. That's an organized effort. So we will help you kind of see it. It's like being in a, in a 3D movie and sitting through half of it without the glasses. And what understanding the threat does is we hand you the glasses and you put them on and you go, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. And it makes you better at whatever you're doing. So either way, whether you actually engage like I'm talking about or you're dedicated to something else, we're not putting something else on your plate. We're actually helping you be much more effective. So let me ask you this. We got tens of thousands of people that watch this broadcast. And if you had a thousand people contact you and say, please come train us, how many people do you have to do this? Are you it? Uh, well, our team is it. I'm not it, thank God. But we have a very small team. But that is a perfect question. And you didn't know this before the broadcast. We literally uh, are getting ready to um, train new cadre and it's taken us this long to have the financial resources to do this mm -hmm. and it's exciting because we have our train the trainer program which is a two-week training program so all these are train the trainer graduates they've actually all been engaged at some level or another uh, around the country and some inside the government some doing other stuff uh, it's fascinating um, they are going to begin 
doing the end action training. So we're gonna train them. Then uh, we have for the next several months actually some of these into action programs on the books already and they're gonna be a part. And as soon as we, as the leadership of Understand Threat, realize you're, you're ready to go, kick them out. And hopefully we would like to do multiple into actions every month because we already have in the last two weeks, people from all over the country have started because now they're understanding what we're doing and with more clarity. And like you said, if a thousand people called us, we will start lining up dates and, and getting the logistics and we will have people to. So to I suspect we've got people watching who would love to be a part of this thing. Uh, are there certain qualifications that they have to meet? Um, they need to be willing and uh, every, you know, we do, uh, there are some prerequisites for doing it, but no. I mean, obviously if you have certain skills on your team, people that at least somebody that's got some law enforcement background, military or intelligence background, or uh, um, somebody that's really good at administration, somebody that can help coordinate things. But I'll tell you what, we've got teams around the country with like six people, communities, and they're crushing the bad guys. And I mean, none of them have any experience other than they said, I'm so tired of this, will you help us? So I'm asking is like if people are watching it, if there's a soccer mom or an accountant or somebody like that who doesn't have any law enforcement, military background, but they are really committed and stuff. Yes. Can you train them and teach them yes. what they need to know? Yes, and sometimes those people make the best uh, folks in the community because they don't come in with any preconceived notions. They're just patriots that want it to, they're, they want a place in America that they can raise their family the way they want without being bombarded at every level by people trying to destroy yeah. the godly heritage of America. They just want to live in peace in a community that nurtures liberty, not destroys it. So, so yes. Before the program, you mentioned that there's organizations in like Colorado Springs you were talking about. You mentioned that even banks, they support a lot of these things and there's things that you can do to stop these people from doing that. Uh, have, have you seen ex results of that? Absolutely. Whether it's, uh, and the thing is like we're seeing around the country, all kinds of people doing good things, but they're not doing it in a coordinated strategic effort. So like, okay, you got that superintendent kicked out, or you got this guy over here fired, or you did this thing, or this guy decided he's too much heat, he moved out of the state. Awesome. Okay, so what? Now what? Are they just gonna replace that person with another communist running the school district? Probably. So you can identify what the source of all of this right. is. Right, so you've gotta look at who's financing. We've got, like in Texas, we've got a couple business people financing and actually training teachers and people to be candidates for school boards and they're teaching them not the kinds of things that you all would want them to know. So are not, you going after these people that are financing? That's the point. You train these people to identify them and ways to go out. And I'll give you a couple examples. Um, like banks. Uh, many banks, big national banks, um, Bank of America is one, they have uh, Sharia compliant finance as a part of their system. What does that um, mean? Well, a, it's a monetary uh, financial mechanism that is compliant with Islamic law. So Muslims, because Muslims made a big, you know, ringing the bell, hey, we need 
If you want us to bank with you, we need Sharia-compliant finance. Well, if a Sharia-compliant finance means it's compliant with Sharia. And in, in Sharia, financing that means a part of that, those monies are going to go to support jihad, which in U.S. law is terrorism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these banks are complicit in doing that. And so, and so what could you do? Could you go to that bank and... Sure, your community could, community could, community could say, you can't bank here. We're going to not allow you to bank here. And there are legal ways to do that. And as soon as you start shutting down banks or even threatening and the community is behind it, they're going to punt all this stuff as quick as you can. I mean, I've, um, I could give you, I found out that a bank that was used, is used currently in Texas by several patriot millionaires, they found out that bank gave a large sum of money to Black Lives Matter, which is a Chinese communist organization, to be clear. That. I believe that. Uh, created as a Chinese communist organization, not created as something fancy and nice and was taken over. Created by Chinese communists, they work with Chinese communists in the United States. A guy I know personally who's a very wealthy guy called the bank president as soon as he found out. And he said, this will not stand. So you need to figure out who did that. And if they're not gone by the end of the day, we've got four of us that are pulling all of our money out of your bank. Wow. You know what happened by the end of the day? That guy was fired. That woman was punted like a bad football. They couldn't take back the money they gave BLM, but what they did do is they committed a large sum of money to patriot organizations that this millionaire said, you give to these, and they did. Man, that's awesome. That is victory, and that comes from people that we've worked with and helping them understand the, the, the war through the lens that's not the lens the bad guys want you to see. So we have a lot of these things that are, and we're trying to actually uh, collect a list of kind of victories, uh, and they're coming pretty quickly now. But these are the kind of things that can happen when good people actually understand the war and, and so decide to get this engaged. This is kind of like instead of just cutting the thing off at the ground level, you're going for the roots so it can't That's come right. back. And, you know, I had a friend mm -hmm. that was in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and he was working at the airport, and he noticed a whole plane load of black guys getting off, and they were all dressed in the Antifa type stuff, and he just asked one of them, what are you doing? And he says, oh, we're here to protest, and we're being paid $50 an hour. You want a job? <laughs> and I mean, he just out up front said that they were being paid $50 an hour to go turn these protests into something violent. And so if you can deal with the source of that money, you can, you can dry up that stuff. That's right. That's awesome. And you could also, I would say, like I had a governor uh, ask me, he said, if you were governor, and they were flying uh, at, for instance, Afghan refugees or something like that into your, my community. He goes, what can I do? I said, sir, you could meet him, the airplane at the terminal, at, at the airplane. Uh, I'd say 100 National Guard people out there. And why don't you charge the pilots with uh, their laws that they're violating? Because we know, for instance, with the Afghan refugees, first of all, they cannot be vetted. We get, that's a whole, I actually, when I briefed uh, the governor on this, explained they can't be vetted. There's no way you can vet your standard 
Afghan, not possible. And here are the people the government has vetted that work in the White House and the State Department, and these are the ISIS people, these are the uh, Al-Qaeda people, these are the Hamas people, these are the Hezbollah, and here they are. And of course, when they see that, my, my point is, when you decide to actually deal with these things, you have a lot of things you can do legally. And it just matters how much are you willing to defend your citizens and your, your state. And most governors are not willing to do well, that. John, this is discouraging to see how deep it is, but it's encouraging that, praise God, there's things we can do about it. So yes. this is awesome. We need to take some questions. I could keep asking you, but let's yeah. see what this. Absolutely, we've got we've got a few coming in here, um, John. One of them, uh, there's a couple of questions here. I'm curious about the answer to this. Who is Robert David Steele, and uh, can you comment on what happened to him? Robert David Steele? Yeah. Are you talking about Christopher Steele? Well, I'm just telling you what the uh, question is. I don't know who is it is. Is that the so. Steele dossier? No, that's Christopher no. Steele. Okay. Well. Sounds like we don't know. I, I'm not sure who that is. If they give me some context, I would okay. appreciate it. <clears throat> um, is there a charge for your training? Uh, yes. We are not a, uh, sadly, we're not a, we do have a nonprofit uh, called Americans for America, which is actually based here in Colorado, uh, that was set up to support us and organizations like us. Uh, but we are a, a business in Texas. So yes, there is a charge. Uh, the into action has an individual charge uh, for each student, uh, which is 295 per seat, uh, which I can tell you is extremely. Now, is that your three day or your? That's two? the three day. That's the three day. That's the full three day. That comes with lunch too, by the way. Well, um, <laughs> just FYI. But then there's a there's a flat rate charge, and what most I will say what a lot of communities do is they will get like a few. Uh, donors to actually cover that cost and they'll donate to Americans for America. I'll give you an example. We did a, uh, a, a training, there are so many stories, we did a training in uh, Louisiana and uh, they got four businessmen that just wrote the checks, donated them, they said that's our gift to the police department and so the police department didn't pay anything. They covered the, the entire flat rate for that. I feel like I want to share this quick story. The Ponchatoula police chief sat through the whole three days, which is rare, because mm -hmm. they're pretty busy. I've had it, uh, they did it, a couple of police chiefs did it in uh, Kansas too. It's shocking when they do it, but good on them, because they actually want to know. And uh, midway through day two, right before lunch, the, the chief just turned to two FBI JTTF Joint Terrorism Task Force guys and in front of 70 law enforcement people from all over the state. He goes, hey, why haven't you two told us about all this? Mm. And they looked at each other and looked at all and they're like, we never heard any of this. They're like, our minds are blown just like yours are. We've never heard any of this. I would say most people are just so busy dealing with what they're dealing with right there that they don't, they don't see this big picture. They don't see what's below the surface. I agree. That's okay if you're a citizen. It's not okay if you're on the Joint Terrorism Task Force. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is the stuff you, you're supposed to know. Yeah. What, uh, is, what else? Well, Tyler wants to know on Facebook, is China more a more critical threat uh, to the United States than Islam, or are they co-laboring together? They're co-laboring together. That's a great question. Thank you for the question. So let me just say this in like my uh, 45 second answer. 
the August before last, communist China entered into a strategic par uh, partnership with the Islamic Republic of Iran mm. at the strategic level. At the U.S. national level, several years ago, uh, 2016, the leader of the Muslim brother in the United States, Hamas, Nihad Awad, um, said on camera at a Muslim Brotherhood conference in Chicago prior to the election, Black Lives Matter is our matter. Their campaign is our campaign. At the national, and we know from our own intelligence that at the national level they are working seamless. Uh, communist and jihadi members of Congress meeting with these communist groups, with the jihadi groups. And again, Black Lives Matter is a Chinese communist creation that comes out of Liberation Road, Freedom Road Socialist Organization, largest Chinese communist groups. Uh, their partners, Asians for Black Lives and others, work directly with the Chinese communists, with Chinese Communist Party members in the United States. Mm. This is not speculation. So you're saying they're not really about black lives, they're about they communism? No, mm. and exactly. As a matter of fact, let they, me... Go, let they're me, probably exploiting the race issue, aren't they? They are, and that is a great actual uh, question to add on to his question. The issue is never the issue. They do not care about uh, racism. They do not care about systemic racism or police brutality. And there's no evidence of that widespread anyway. Uh, they don't care about climate change. They don't care about fill in the blank. These are all tools to advance that communist narrative. And the evidence on the table is crystal clear. Black Lives Matter was created by Marxist communists. They were trained communists. They are still communists. And it, it was in tandem with the Chinese communist movement in the United States. So um, the communists uh, have their, from the international, national, and then I go down to the local level. We see BLM and Antifa, as you just mentioned, working directly with jihadi organizations. So you've got, if you walk in, and of course we have a pretty good intelligence network, and you're in one of these meetings, a planning meeting, you've got jihadis wearing, you know, BLM t-shirts, and you got BLM and commies wearing like pro-Palestine, which is, you know, pro-Hamas, pro-jihadi, you know, shirts. It's, it is seamless. And the funny, I will tell you this, a couple years ago, I briefed a very senior government official who is very close to Mr. Trump, and the goal was to get a brief to Mr. Trump. But at the end of the briefing, and it was just three of us, he said, and he was in a position he should have known, he said, 95% of what you just shared, I did not know. He said, I'm not sure how to process the fact that I did not know that, and I should have known it. So he had a very humble guy and a very good guy. He said, but what I know is the president doesn't know it. He said, the thing that's most shocking that you explained is how well coordinated they are. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I, just in my own life of reading and studying military organizations, businesses, I've never seen the level of coordination that, that these movements have. It's, it's impressive. Mm. I mean, it is. So you've mentioned a couple of times that you've got intelligence. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's not coming from the FBI or the DOJ. Where are you getting your intelligence from? Do you have people in those we do. organizations? We do. 
And so are they sharing this with you covertly? Would they be in trouble? Uh, they're sharing it with us directly. We have a direct secure line with them and we are protecting them and we're getting it from all kinds of places, yes. And if you're someone out there and you're in a position you'd like to share intel with us, um, really you need to, you can com communicate with us that you'd like to speak. Well, you know, this is just a layman's opinion for looking from the outside, but I think Trump, he was awesome. He did some great, great things, but I think one of his great failings was he, matter of fact, I heard him say that he was used to dealing with the mafia. He had never seen people like the deep state, <laughs> that the mafia kept their word and stuff. And I think he was naive at how bad the FBI, the DOJ, and all that stuff was. He should have come in and cleaned house. And I don't necessarily fault him because he didn't know. But I think that was a failing on his part, that he, he didn't realize how bad it was. I would agree. That's a perfect assessment. Uh, he had the opportunity to throw a lot of people out of the government, um, a lot. He had an opportunity to prosecute well, he hundreds of people. promised that he would put Hillary in jail, yeah. and he should have. But when he got in, I guess he felt like, I'll I won, and it's not necessary now. And he well, and he allowed the adversary, the uh, Republican establishment, which I would argue mm -hmm. uh, they are the greatest adversary, um, to fill positions in his cabinet. Um, and he's still down at Mar-a-Lago, surrounded by those same bad people. So you don't think he's learned his lesson? I yet? do not. I don't see any evidence of it. Well, I was yeah. thinking that if he ever got reelected, that he wouldn't be near as naive as he was the first time that he had come in with both guns blazing, but maybe not. You're probably a lot closer to it than I am. Yeah, it's sad because I, I love what he, you know, the, the what, you know, what he did was he ripped that cover off of what was going on. That's why they went after him. Mm -hmm. That's why they, they had to, they had to. He is a brawler. He just like walked in the China stop and started pushing. He wasn't sure which way it would go, but, and that had an effect. And what it's done, the gift I think that is the greatest gift, whether you like him or don't like him, what he did for the, the Constitutional Republic mm. is he exposed yeah. the level, the deep disturbing level of the corruption of the American government. Yeah, he said he was going to drain the swamp, and I've often said he may not have drained it, but he lowered the level so that all the critters are exposed. <laughs> so he did. That is, that's a good way to put he it. He did expose a lot yeah. of stuff, and, and I think that in 22, this election cycle, we're going to see a huge backlash. But again, it goes so much deeper than just getting these people in political That's office. right. Because yep. that's only going to do so, so much. man, that's awesome. So give your address again if these people want to get hold of you. How do they get you? So understandingthethreat.com. I encourage people to do three things. Certainly get trained and get in the fight. Get the into action training. Contact us on the website. Tell us you'd like to bring the training to your community. Again, we, you know, good numbers, about a couple dozen. And most people can get, you know, uh, th that, that number. Uh, get trained, get in the fight, fund the war effort. If uh, we need resources to do this, so even if you just give uh, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 500 bucks a month, we'd prefer to have a, a small recurring, you know, monies we can count on, that's huge. And the last thing is something very easy is sign up for the newsletter on the homepage at understandthethreat.com. Uh, we are getting to uh, release our National Security Academy online. 
which is going to be online significant training. Um, and we're really excited. It's going to build. We're going to launch the, the first stage and, and build out. Uh, so you can do that. But definitely, once you get on the newsletter, that plugs you into everything. But get trained, get the fight, fund the war effort. And as we like to say, that you know, we like to take the fight to the enemy and put freedom back on the offensive where it belongs. It's, it's, we cannot no longer sit back. So understandingthethreat.com, if they go there, they can make a contribution online? They can. Okay. That's awesome. Yep. Awesome. Well, you've got time, got time for a real short question. Absolutely. Moved on here. Uh, someone's wanting to know if they can find out uh, whether there's a group that's been trained in their community and how they can join them. I would say do the same thing. If you reach out and contact us mm -hmm. and say, as we can let you know, uh, and we will, we do have a vetting process um, because we're not, because the bad guys know to do that yeah, too. Yeah, right. You hey, don't want to be you, can you introduce me to your team? Yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, we're pretty good and we, we um, it's pretty simple. So yes, we will do that. Well, John, thank you for being with us. We, we're going to have to quit here on time. We've got CTN that carries this on their network, which we appreciate that. I was just with Paul, Paul Landato last week, and, and we appreciate you doing that. And we appreciate all of you watching this, too. And praise God, uh, we're going to be contacting our sheriff and see if we can get some people together while you're here. You're going to be ministering in the school the rest of this week. Or part yeah, of this week. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. So anyway, man, I think that this is wonderful. This is some great information that could really, really make a difference. So uh, please check it out and also share this with other people. We will archive this on our Truth and Liberty website and you can send other people to this and they can watch the whole thing. So we encourage you to do that. And remember that we have this every Monday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And we have guests on just like... Uh, John and so many others. We have some awesome, awesome yes, we things. Do. I have students compliment me on this all of the time. They listen to it every night. So thank you for being with us. Let somebody else know about it. Go check it out and go to understandingthethreat.com. Join them, support what they're doing. Man, we're going to be supporting it and uh, we'll all together win. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for watching. See you again next week. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net. 